Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Hello and welcome to today's Lifting Lesson at Lunch. We're so thankful and honored that you've taken time out of your day to come and join us as we open the Word of God. I encourage you to take your Bible today and join me. We're going to be looking at a couple verses. Uh, Revelation chapter 21, verse 14 is where we're going to be. And uh, you may say, well, Landon, I thought you were going to be doing uh, a study on the disciples. Well, you're right. Um, It's interesting that this verse is where we're going to start out, uh, and we will get to this verse. We're going to look at two verses, both verses in the book of Revelation. But we are going to be looking here first uh, at Revelation 21. But before we get into the verses of Scripture the Lord's laid on our hearts, I wonder... How much do you know about James, the son of Alphaeus? This is not James, the brother of Jesus. This isn't James, uh, another man mentioned in the Bible. No, this is James, the son of Alphaeus. James, the son of Alphaeus, was uh, known. Tradition tells us that he was a tax collector. So based on this world, he really wasn't liked. He was similar to his brother, which I'm sure you know more of, Matthew. But he was a tax collector, and in the Jewish culture, they were not liked. Because what tax collectors often did was they would go around working for the Roman government, the ones that were keeping the Jews oppressed. So that was their first knock against them. Second knock is that they would, uh, they would charge extra tax. Let's say that your tax was 10%. Well, the tax collector would charge 20%. He'd give 10% to Rome and keep 10% for himself on top of his salary that he was getting. So tax collectors were not liked very much. Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus' brother, wasn't liked very much, and neither was James, the son of Alphaeus, I can imagine, by the Jewish people and by the people that he collected taxes from. But what's interesting is that the Bible only mentions James, the son of Alphaeus, by one, uh, by name, there is not one mention of a great work, or of a of an encounter that he had with somebody. He's only mentioned by name. You know, there's some interesting truths that we can gather from this. And you may say, "Well, Landon, if the Bible doesn't say anything about him, then it, what what can we know about him?" Well, it's interesting, and I want to show you some things today, some simple things, and I pray that God will. Uh, use this in your life to be an encouragement and a challenge to you. But the first thing that I know about James, the son of Alphaeus, is that he, just like his brother, surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. Notice Matthew in his record of being called, and we will look at Matthew in the future, but Jesus called Matthew to follow him, and guess what Matthew did? He followed him. And I can imagine God used Matthew and James's life to bring him to himself as well. So we know that he was a man that followed after Jesus Christ. I wonder, can that be said of you today? Can it be said of you that you follow after Jesus Christ? That you're a disciple of his? That you're one that, no, not, you're not just saved, but that you go the step further and you daily follow after Jesus Christ. So the first thing that I noticed is that he was saved. Second thing that I notice. And this is interesting. I want you to look at Revelation 21, 14. Notice this. 
And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. We don't know much about James, the son of Alphaeus. The Bible doesn't say much. But one thing is for sure, is that here in Revelation chapter 21, verse 14, he, James, the son of Alphaeus, is one of the twelve foundations of heaven. There's not much said in the Bible about him, but yet God is rewarding him. You know what that teaches me? You know what that teaches you? Is that although James wasn't mentioned very much, and although James didn't have this great and amazing experience and has been written about, you know, extensively, he was faithful to God. Wow. He was a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Maybe you feel today that you work and you work and you work and you work. You, you serve in the nursery or you serve in the kitchen or, or you serve in master clubs or you are uh, singing the choir or, or whatever you do in the local church. And you say, man, I'm at it day after day after day, Sunday after Sunday, month after month, year after year, and I feel like I don't get any recognition. Can I tell you one thing, friend, is that God sees your faithfulness. Maybe you just are, you just come to church. You just you're you're there Sunday morning, and when we have su- when we have Sunday nights, Sunday nights, and you're there on Wednesday nights, or maybe you come on Wednesday mornings. You say I- I'm here, and it just seems like nobody cares, nobody recognizes, nobody sees. Can I tell you one thing for sure? Is that God sees you, and God sees your faithfulness. Faithfulness matters. Faithfulness. Matters. We don't have much about James, the son of Alphaeus, but one thing that we do see here in Revelation chapter 21, verse 14, is that in heaven he is one of the foundations. He was faithful. Are you faithful today? Are you faithful to what God has called you to do? I pray that you are. I want you to go to another place in the book of Revelation. Look here at Revelation chapter 2. It kind of goes along with what we've said. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. Jesus, through uh, John, through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he's writing to the church at Smyrna, the church at Smyrna. And notice what he says in verse 10 of, Romans, of Revelation chapter 2. The Bible says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried. And ye, ha- and ye shall have tribulation ten days. But notice what this phrase says. Be thou faithful unto the end, unto death. And I will give thee a crown of life. God rewards faithfulness. We don't know much about James, but church history tells us that he was martyred. He was killed for his faith. God rewarded him for that. God rewarded him for his faithfulness. Friend, don't say that you'll die for Jesus if you won't wake up and come to church for him. We must be faithful to him. The Bible talks about being faithful in the little so that we can be faithful in the much. If we cannot be faithful in the small things, how can we expect God to entrust to us the big things? Be faithful to church. Stay faithful, friend. Stay faithful in your witness for the Lord. Stay faithful in what God's called you to do in the local church. Stay faithful. You may not get recognition on this earth, but you are seen and you are being going to be rewarded in heaven. Notice that. 
and I will give thee a crown of life. <laughs> if you have a red letter Bible, that's in red letters. I will. That's God speaking. That is Jesus Christ speaking. He says, I will give thee a crown of life. That's what he'll do. He'll reward you. As unknown as James was, according to the earth's books, he was well known according to the books of heaven. Friend, I encourage you today, stay faithful. Stay faithful to God. He will reward you. I pray you have a great day and a blessed week. We look forward to being with you again in the future. Have a great day.